This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. This is the post-game edition. The Bears and the Raiders. The Raiders go to Chicago and, frankly, stink up the joint. They lose 30-12 to to Tyson Bajant. Tyson Bajant, Division II quarterback, making his first NFL start. And he outshines the Raiders and leads the Bears to their first home win in over a year. So the Raiders setting records and just not the ones that all of you out there in uh, Raider Nation would like them to set. Uh, but uh, it's 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 a sad state uh, what happened today. And to do this with me today to talk to us. And of course, we always start with on these postgame shows, the voice of the fan. And that, of course, is uh, my good friend Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. And Murph is is going <laughs> to. Wait, hold on. I lost his name. There he is. There's Murph with his fire Josh McDaniels bag over his head. That tells you where he's at. <laughs> and Patrick Graham. There you go. And again, we always give the voice of the fan this first out of the gate segment because we want to get the pure emotion and reaction of all of you out there with Murph to start with. Okay, Murph, lay it on me. Get on your soapbox and go, sir. All right, so, you know, I can't give you the completely unfiltered version because there, we, have a, a, we have a family listening audience out there, right? And so we don't want to, I don't want to be dropping F-bombs and everything else on this show, but, like, at what point can you embarrass yourself any further? Like, this, and, and I really always want to temper my criticism of the Raiders by, by saying that, like, it's, it's a lot of times I don't necessarily want to call out players because players are doing the best based on what positions they're being put in. But my gosh, this coaching staff is a effing failure. It's an abysmal failure from top to bottom at this point. And it all starts with Josh McDaniels. And even in talking about Patrick Graham, like, listen, I'm not a film guy. I'm not a tape guy, but I know enough about this damn sport and this team after watching them for 50 freaking years to pick up on some stuff. And to all the casual Twitter people that are like, oh, yeah, Murph, what adjustments would you make? Because you're such a good coach. 
I don't know. Quit putting Max Crosby in a wide nine where he's got to run freaking seven yards before he makes contact with a guard or with, with the tackle. And then while the Bears are just pounding the rock inside, and then when they do decide to kick him in, we don't have anybody in the secondary that can freaking tackle. How about another one? How about how about on first and goal from the four yard line? Yeah, let's pitch it out and make Josh Jacobs run twelve yards in order to get back to the or get to the goal line eight yards to get to the freaking line of scrimmage it's bullshit it's so sorry it's so That's stupid okay. it's We're so okay. stupid like I, we watch these things unfold and it's like with our most layman of eyes we can see these we could see the we talk about body language all the time uninspired body language and a completely uninspired team marcus peters you want to make contact at all ever like listen i'm not trying to like call people out on stuff but like Man, you're an NFL football player, and you can't make a tackle. Like when you got a guy face up, you're just gonna freaking olay him and let him with you. Like, I don't get it, man. I that and seeming to me, and that's where like when when the the pride of things starts to drop, when the regression is happening, that's gosh darn coaching. And it's listen, Mark. Like I know that you want us to smarten up, and 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 I will always <laughs> have the back of Mark of Mark Davis. That's that. The, all of those of you that are out there like, oh, sell the team, blah, blah, blah. It ain't ever going to happen. Mark Davis is the biggest Raider fan in the world, and it's his father's legacy, and he's going to continue to own this football team. It's not going anywhere. But it's, uh, what I will say, though, is that it's time for Mark, again, just like he did with Jack Del Rio when we got embarrassed against the freaking Chargers in a soccer stadium, it's time to freaking pull the cord on this thing. That's it. We're done. Like, what else do, what else do you want to see? It's time to make some serious changes at the top, and hopefully that will roll downhill and give these guys something to be inspired about, man, because we got some dogs on this football team. We have some talent on this football team, and they're not worth the crap because we want to look at the way that they're, they're set up, man. It's just, it's so unfortunate that personnel decisions are ass, the coaching on the field is ass, the clock management is ass. Oh, let's kick another field goal. Let's make it a six like, um, let's get it to six. What, what, why? What's the freaking point? Do you not know how scoring unfolds in the NFL? Your defense can't stop anything, and you're just going to give the Bears another long-ass possession? I, I just don't get it. Scott. There's nothing about it is making sense to me anymore. And all the goodwill that they had over the back-to-back wins, they pissed that all away. It's gone. See ya. All that goodwill is completely gone because you lost to one of the worst teams in football. Well, guess what? Now that means we're one of the worst teams in football. Some- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and and Murph, I feel you on that one. And I, I saw a lot of fans uh, during the game talking about that. And from my perspective, I look at it this way. And I said this towards the end of the game um, in a post, and that was you're 24 games into Josh McDaniel's coaching reign. And this team is worse than the team he inherited. Now, a lot of people talk about well, he inherited a playoff team. It's true. Now, they got lucky to make the playoffs this year, but they made the playoffs. They were doing things they had talent. They had players. A lot of those players have now been run out of the organization. We've talked many times on this show that I didn't have a problem with them switching a quarterback. The quarterback they went to, obviously, a mistake. But I didn't disagree with some of the changes. But you have to ask yourself. It's sort of, you know, when all the presidential elections come around, what do all the candidates use, especially if they're going against 
an incumbent. They always say, are you better off four years ago than you uh, today than you were then? And I think if you look at the Raiders and you say, hey, are you better off than you were when Josh McDaniels took over after Rich Basaccia finished his interim gig? Are you better off today than you were then? I can't, I would not be able to find, I don't think anybody, even impartial folks in the media, people who cover the team that aren't on a side, unlike the fans, who would say to me, yeah, they're in a better position. How are they in a better position? Are they better at wide receiver? Yes, but does that help you win ball games? No. And this is an important point, and I want to get your comment on this, Murph, because I know you talked about Mark Davis, and 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 I think he gets a bad rap on one side of it, but on another side of it, he ultimately is responsible. In, in a loss like this, a team going in this direction where they can't find consistency, they can't find their own identity, they can't coach themselves out of a box – um, it goes to the top. The decision makers here are responsible. Now, what's Mark Davis going to do about this? Um, you know, he's got his parade tomorrow for his WNBA team. Congratulations to them. But as far as his football team goes, it's not in good shape. It's sick. The patient is getting sicker. It's not getting better. And and so you have to look to him ultimately and Dave Ziegler too, who's responsible for this. You have to look at them and there has to be responsibility taken here. And there has to be some sort of recognition. I view that it's just not working as it is. Yeah. And I think that it's, you know, it's, it's hard for Mark because he's got to put his pride aside on the, on, on to make that big of a move um, because it's a, basically it's an admission of failure and which is, I mean, by all intents and purposes, it is. And again, I'm not calling the man out, but I'm calling the the decision out Decisions. at this point. We can when we can look at, it, and I know hindsight's always twenty twenty. But when we look at what Rich Basaccia and even Mike Mayock, to an extent, were doing with this football team and how they were inspired, and yes, they they squeaked into the playoffs and needed some things to go in their favor. But the bottom line is that they were playing inspired football. This we haven't seen inspired football since we beat the Chargers. I mean, you could argue that that Bengals game that that we lost. Um, in the playoffs. But anyways, yeah. the point being though, is that I, I feel like Mark, and this is where I, I, I it's, I, I understand. I feel like he look, he will self acknowledge and tell you, I'm not a football guy. I'm not, not my yeah. dad. His dad was, I mean, the guy that created all this stuff. So it's, it's hard to follow in those kinds of footsteps, right? It, it, it's anybody of us that would never expect him to be an Al Davis. And he's, and he admits that idea. So that said, I think he's made decisions in order to take himself out of the football operations department. And, and the most glaring example of that is, is giving the keys to the kingdom to John Gruden. That's what he was doing. He was giving it all away. Like you, you and Mike go and do all the football stuff. I'll just build a business. And so you ask whether the Raiders better off at now than we were a couple years ago, they're wealthier. Like, like when you look at like, right, like the sure. Raiders have become one of the highest value franchises. Like, so the business side of the Raiders is good. The football side of the Raiders is terrible. And I think that if it's it, it just, I'm only a knucklehead podcaster in my bonus room. I don't know shit. And I'm not trying to tell Mark Davis what to do with his football team or do with his money or anything else. But I would say this as an outside observer, it's time to look and find someone that can be your VP of, of, of football operations and let them handle all this stuff. So that if you got to make a tough decision on firing a coach or whatever else, you don't have to do it, Mark. Let somebody else have that role and that responsibility. And look at, and I know the Broncos are ass right now too, but like when you look at the way that they have were structured, when the Bidwells kind of turned over operations to John Elway and said, here, John, 
You run the football team. You handle all this stuff. And John Elway is the one that is making the day-to-day decisions for the, for the Broncos. So that's the kind of the, the model that I'm thinking. Is that Tom Brady? Is that what we're kind of working our way into? I don't know, but I think that that might be a good idea to get someone in there that is just 100% can be the football brain and just that way Mark can just do Mark stuff. And again, I, I, I never begrudge the guy because he has such a passion for this football team. He, no one in the planet wants the Raiders to win more than Mark Davis. So right. the idea of like solo team and like whatever, like that's just a ridiculous sentiment to me. So, but I think that would be healthy to to bring someone else into where he doesn't have to sweat it. But here's the thing, the and and, and I hear what you're saying, Murph. My my point here is that with Mark Davis making the decisions, and, and I don't disagree with you that hey, give somebody who knows what they're doing the keys to the football car, so to speak, right? And if you do that, that's your general manager. That's that that is. Uh, Dave Ziegler. Now you can argue that he has not done a great job thus far. I think there's a pretty good, good, good uh, argument there. Yeah. As well, well. And Dave's not going to fire his best friend, so no. maybe that was a mistake there. That could be a mistake, but also, I mean, I go back to the coaching situation because that's the most to me. We'll get into these issues with structure in the in the in the the team franchise, the the overall structure as well. But when you look at the coaching situation. And again, I don't care if people in the chat think that I'm trying to stay in the middle by not saying fire somebody. I don't I don't tell people to fire people. I just tell you what I see. And I see a coach that has not improved his team. I see a coach that does not develop talent. I see a coach that has not um, prepared his team well enough to even compete on the road with one of the NFL's worst teams, the Chicago Bears, as I said earlier, had not won a game at home in a year, folks, okay? It's a team that the Denver Broncos came back and beat, okay? So that's just, let's lay that out there. So when you look at what Josh McDaniels has done, he has not done anything to improve the quality of this team. Not only that, but you watch the game and you see the flow of the offense. Credit the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears came out with their division to quarterback. Oh, by the way, let me let me just say, we don't know exactly what Aiden O'Connell is yet, but I'm just going to make this statement. The Raiders have no NFL starting quarterback on their roster. They don't. The, the, the Bajant kid comes out of nowhere, but not only did he come out of nowhere, the Bears drew up an offensive game plan, Murph, that utilized his skill without putting too much pressure. Imagine that. Imagine taking a kid... And saying, hey, we're going to make a game plan against this Raiders team who had been playing better defense against, against bad teams. I understand that still. They were. And we're going to put him in the position to make plays early to get him to gain confidence. And they did. The Raiders got so outcoached in this game, it's not even close. And I know I'm not a football coach. So if you're a coach out there and you tell me I'm wrong, so be it. But watching the game, I have never seen such a one-sided chess match. In fact, it was more like checkers for the Chicago Bears. Josh McDaniels, Patrick Graham, you put your bag on at the beginning of the show, Murph. Those two gentlemen, I mean, it's it's coaching malpractice at its worst. It was so unbelievably bad to watch that I was flipping between games and I was watching the Detroit Lions get their ass kicked, which was a surprise. But you know Mm -hmm. what? In that game... They were still calling their game. They were still, the players were still given all they had. And I'm not saying the Raiders, the Raiders did have a few players I felt didn't give their best today. But I will say this, 
that if you don't put your position or your team in a position to win, they won't. And the Raiders coaching staff just shit the bed on this game. There's no other way to say it. Four-letter words are allowed today. I know we're a family. We'll bleep it out for the audio. But I'm just telling you, it was shit. The coaching was shit. And and it's it I, I don't I feel bad for fans, but having to watch it from my perspective, it was holy hell, it was terrible. It was embarrassing. I, I would even go you one further. It was tic-tac-toe, and the Bears got to go first. <laughs> like, you know, unbelievable. And I, I'm, I'm with you. It was, it was glaring. And even Sanchez calls it out uh, on the broadcast about how they set up, um, you know, that young man to, to, to be successful. The Bears staff I'm talking about uh, set him up to be successful out of the game. And, and what a concept. And this is the thing that, that, uh, that we've harped on numerous times. And, and I, I'll say it like this. I have a lot of respect for a coaching staff that can look at what they have in terms of personnel. Heck, you could even just go to the, and we can really make this a broad discussion and talk about leadership. When you look at your constituents, and in this case, it's a football team, you look at who you have already on the roster or or who are employees or whatever else, and you come up with a strategy and a vision that uh, takes advantage of everyone's strengths and and allows everyone else to to be successful, sometimes in spite of your own. You want to lift those up around you to be better. What did Josh McDaniels and Patrick Graham do today? You tell me one freaking player Raider nation that was put in a position to be successful. And I'm telling you like all these weird defensive sets that they're doing when they're taking guys, they're basically like you're opening up when I, when, when we talk about that wide nine and I understand it's about giving max and even, and even Tyree Wilson, it's giving them distance between them and the, and the tackle so they can convert speed to power. I get that concept. But when you do that, when you pull those guys out so far away from the tackles, you just opened up the middle of the field, the the line of scrimmage, and they're just pounding the ball, pounding the ball, pounding the ball. And then what happens when they bring them inside? That runner bounces outside and no one can tackle. So like it's, it becomes, like you said, it's this, it's this out coach or it's this coaching competition at that point where I, that's where I don't want to fault the players entirely. Even as, as much as I, you know, jumped on Marcus Peters right off, right out of the gate. Is that the guy you want making tackles on the outside? (laughs) No, ideally you want Spillane or somebody else out there, right? Somebody got mad at me this week because I, I, I claimed that the Raiders, even though they were playing better defense, don't have enough talent on defense. And they were criticizing me saying, why do you say they don't have enough talent? But that's why. Because Marcus Peters at this point in his career is who he is. He's not the Marcus Peters of seven years ago. It's just just the way it is. So so I see that. And, and I don't disagree with you, Marv. I think that part of this, too, goes back to you know the signals that a head coach sends to his team, right? So we, we heard a lot last week about Devontae Adams complaining. And I should say he wasn't really complaining. Oh, you know what? One second. I'm going to take a break here real fast, folks. When we come back here on the Silver and Black Today uh, post game show with the, the 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 YouTube chat going absolutely nuts right now. When we come back, we're going to talk that. I'm going to start with Devonte Adams because I I want to make sure I clear the record on that that we talk about what he said, what he didn't say, and then what happened today. Because again, I think it's a coaching malpractice issue. When we come back, you're listening to Silver and Black today, the post game edition. Raiders 30 to 12 losers to the Chicago yes the Chicago Bears. Tyson Bagent, the second division quarterback. Yes, they lose. We're coming right back after these words here. Take care.